Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Wow, Saturday was crazy, right? Let's recap what happened in Knoxville after years of failing against the Tide. The Vols finally got rid of their losing streak. Chase McGrath nailed a 40-yard field goal as time expired to give Tennessee the unbelievable 52-49 win over number three Alabama. Neyland Stadium was absolutely rocking. More than 100,000 fans. They stormed the field afterwards and tore down the goalposts. The Vols ended a 15-game skid to the Tide. Vols are 6-0, 3-0 in the SEC. The Tide, 6-1, 3-1. How about them apples? And I hit the Vols to win on the money line, plus 233, baby. And getting the nine, baby. Josh Heupel, the coach of the Vols, said, this is college football at its absolute best. We were the best team on the field tonight. That's all we can control. As for Saban, he said, we didn't answer the bell today. We did too many things to help Tennessee. Well, Hendon Hooker drove the Vols 45 yards in 13 seconds to set up the winning kick, an 18-yard pass to Ramel Caton and a 27-yarder to Brew McCoy set it up for the winning field goal. McGrath said it wasn't his cleanest hit. I didn't have the best contact on the ball. It didn't matter. It went through the uprights. Jalen Wyatt had a huge game. Six catches, 207 yards, setting a Vols record with five touchdowns and earning a Cigar after the game, everybody was doing it. Peyton Manning was there partying. Bryce Young uh, was a game-time decision, but he went. He completed 35 passes for 455 yards and two touchdowns for the Tide. What a game for Young. He lit it up. Hyatt's fifth TD catch tied the game at 49 with 326 left in the game. Hyatt said, This game just happened. It's not just me. It was just the looks that we got. Young drove the tide down into Vols territory in the final minute, but their drive stalled at the 33 with three straight incomplete passes. And then Will Reichert's 50-yarder was 
wide right. There was 15 seconds left, and it looked like they were going to overtime, but Hooker was having none of it. He finished 21 of 30 for 385 and five touchdowns. Heupel said the coach, he played at an unbelievable level. He's the key to our ignition. Tennessee hadn't beaten a top 10 team since they beat Georgia back in 06. I think it was the same year they beat Alabama. The Vols look legit, don't they? How about a national title contender role for the Vols all of a sudden? And Hooker has to be on the top of Heisman voters' minds after his performance in almost every game this year. How about the week before Alabama held A&M out of the end zone on the last play of the game to dodge that upset bullet? And then the Vols scored the most points against a Bama team uh, since, like, 1907. The Tide had 17 penalties for 130 yards. That killed them. That was the most ever when Saban's been the coach. Tennessee was on fire early. They got a 21-7 first quarter lead. They led at the half 28-20. All four TD drives took less than two minutes. Young threw for 205 yards and a TD in the first half. Hooker had 166 yards and two scores. Young never got sacked, but he got knocked down a lot. Alabama fumbled Tennessee's only punt. The Vols recovered and scored four plays after that. This guy, Reichert, missed the game-winning field goal, and the week before, he missed three field goals against A&M. He's been a problem. Four of Tennessee's six wins have come against teams that were ranked when that game went down, though none of Pitt, LSU, Florida were ranked coming into this weekend. That doesn't matter. They were ranked when they played them, and they beat them. Hooker's thrown a TD pass in 18 straight games. That ties he's Shuler's school record. His third quarter pick was his first in 260 passes. He's been brilliant. So what happens to the Tide now? Well, they host Mississippi State and Tuscaloosa next Saturday, and... Tennessee hosts Tennessee Martin next Saturday at Neyland Stadium. Talk about a letdown. I'll give Bama's Jameer Gibbs credit. 24 carries, 103 yards, and three touchdowns, a 4.3-yard average. One other note from that game, Trayvon Flowers had 11 tackles for Tennessee. So what else happened in the top 25 on Saturday? Well, between the hedges in Athens at Sanford Stadium, Georgia put a beating on Vanderbilt 55 to nothing, and they covered the 37 and a hook. Bennett threw for 289 and two TDs for the Bulldogs. Oh, oh, oh. Clemson, ranked fourth, went into Doe Campbell in Tallahassee and beat Florida State. Three straight losses for the Knowles, now two and three in conference play. Meanwhile, Dabo's boys are 7-0, 5-0 in the ACC, rolling along. And they covered the four and a hook. Number five, Michigan pounced on Penn State in the second half at the big house. They were down 17-16 and then scored every point from that point forward. The Wolverines are 7-0 and 4-0 in the Big Ten. It was Penn State's first loss. They're now 2-1 in conference play. What a game at Rice-Eccles. 
in Salt Lake, Utah, rallied to beat USC, and they won it on a two-point conversion, 43-42. to It was the Trojans' first loss. They're 4-1 and one in the Pac-12. Utah is 5-2 and two and 3-1 and one in the Pac-12, but a huge win over USC. Rising through for 4-15 and two TDs for the Utes. They did not cover the three and a half, however. But one of the games that was beautiful for me, double overtime, Oklahoma State. They lost at TCU in Fort Worth, 43-40 to to the Frogs, who are now 6-0 and and 3-0 in the Big 12. Oklahoma State 5-1 and and 2-1 in conference play. But Oak State was getting that four-piece. It even went up to five. So the Cowboys did cover. Ole Miss, ranked ninth. Got by Auburn. They got it done. They didn't cover. Ole Miss 48-34 in Oxford at the Grove. How about number 18, Syracuse? The Orange, now 6-0 and 3-0 in the ACC. They beat the Wolfpack of NC State, who are now 5-2 and 1-2 and and in conference play. 24-9 Orange there. Will Levis was back for Kentucky. The 22nd-ranked Cats were in Lexington, winning by 10 over Mike Leach's number 16, Mississippi State. The Bulldogs are 5-2 and 2-2 and two and two in the SEC. Same record for Kentucky. Well, Oklahoma needed a win desperately. They had been playing terrible football. They went home to Norman, got some home cooking. Kansas covered the 10 and a hook. Sooners win it 52-42. to 42. Gabriel was back for the Sooners at quarterback. 403 yards and two TDs. Texas got lucky because the refs were on the take in Austin. They got every single call, and they were atrocious. Texas wins it 24-21 over Iowa State. Deckers got targeted, elbowed in the head, rammed in the head, helmet to helmet, And then they said he fumbled. Meanwhile, his knee was down before the fumble. The refs did not change the call after looking at it for five minutes. Everyone in the world saw that it was knee down first, then fumble. And they also saw him getting his head taken off with targeting and no call. Terrible job in Austin by the refs. They're hack, fat asses, and losers. Texas wins by three. Too bad I had Iowa State and 15 and a half. I had Illinois as well getting a seven spot against Minnesota in Champaign-Urbana. And the 24th ranked Illini of Brett Bielma, Huge surprise. Six and one, three and one in the conference. Beat Minnesota 26-14. Got it done. Gophers now four and two for PJ Fleck and one and two in the conference. How about Georgia Southern? Clay Helton's team upset number 25, James Madison, their first time being ranked ever, and they go right out and lose. On the road at Georgia Southern in Statesboro, Georgia, they get beat. JMU now five and one and three and one in the Sun Belt. Georgia Southern four and three, one and two in the Sun Belt. Their first conference win, but hey, they're in almost every single game they play. You got to give them credit. Some of my other favorite games on Saturday: Stanford beat Notre Dame in South Bend, sixteen to fourteen. Could you believe the Irish couldn't get it done against the Cardinal? That was ugly for them. Old Dominion upset Coastal Carolina, 49-21. Miami beat Vitek, but they didn't cover. Colorado finally won a game by seven over Cal in overtime. Arkansas won in Provo over BYU, 52-35. 
Maryland by five over Indiana, but the Hoosiers covered in that one. Michigan State in double overtime beat Wisconsin 34-28. Tulane over South Florida 45-31. Washington beat Arizona by 10, but they didn't cover. LSU beat Florida at the Swamp by 10, and they did cover. Utah State over Colorado State, but the Rams covered the big 12-and-a-half. They lost by four. Purdue beat Nebraska, but the Huskers covered. Memphis covered, but East Carolina beat them at East Carolina by two in overtime. How about four overtimes in that one? North Carolina beat Duke by three. Duke covered. Oregon State covered and rolled Washington State 24-10. Air Force blew out UNLV 42-7. And Fresno upset San Jose State by seven at Fresno. Fresno. 